everybody, it's Rowan um, with Predators Can Be Choosers, and this is our fourth and more support, uh, fourth and more, fourth and more trimester, fourth trimester and more, there we go, fourth trimester and more support group, and we're here together, which is good, and we're checking in and loving each other and doing the best we can to support each other, and postpartum can be two years, two days, two weeks, two months, all of it, we're here. So why don't you guys introduce each other and then we'll just go from there. Hey, I'm Adila. I am a birth doula here in Houston. I am a mother of three, four years old, two years old, and a two-month-old baby. Hey! <laughs> and we just got down bottle feeding yesterday which is like amazing because I've been really panicking about it I um, I'm going back to work next month and it's been in the back of my mind like oh my god he's not gonna take the bottle and then I don't know what I'm gonna do because I took clients like an idiot and I'm really I really kind of feel like I'm not even ready I think like the first time around or not the first time around but after NA it was born three months postpartum I was like wanting to dive back into the birth world and I was ready this time third baby with Idris, I'm like a little more anxious uh, about leaving him alone. Uh, it's just a little different feeling. But now that he's taking the bottle a lot better, it makes me feel more comfortable because my husband's not having a panic attack at home. So that's what's happening on this side. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I have a four, almost five year old, and a 22 month old who's going to be two here very very soon and we are definitely feeling the terrible twos um it is terrible and um that's that's about it right now i guess all righty and it looks like we just had mary join us mary do you want to unmute yourself and uh, join in and tell us what's going on introduce yourself Can you hear me now? Sure can. Yes. Okay. Hi, I'm uh, Mary, and um, learning on this platform here, and uh, I do body work and midwifery assisting with partners to be choosers. So that's me. Let's figure out my video here. Now. Very good. Very good. So. Guys, you guys, um, thank you, Caitlin, last um, time for um, hosting for me. That was really great. I super appreciate that. And you guys wanted to talk about sending kids to school and not feeling safe, right? That was kind of one of the topics we wanted to talk about was what, what to do with that. Um, and I, I feel that, you know, like um, I'm from El Paso. I think you guys already knew that. And um, I went to Cielo Vista High School or Cielo Vista Elementary School. and um, the shooting that happened in the Walmart was in the Cielo Vista mall parking lot. So, you know, it was like two miles, a mile and a half from my old uh, elementary school house. So, and a friend of mine just got back from her 40th high school reunion, and she said that five people in her class were either killed or were first responders to the event, so, or were injured. Um, one of the stories she told me was that, um, the details aren't important. It just means that she's 
you know, like it's pretty interwoven, right? And um, one thing about El Paso is that, um, and you guys know this, like I've posted pictures before my report card, how my elementary school report card was in English and in Spanish. That's just how things were. Like everything was written out bilingually. And so there's a lot of cultural, um, like I just, my culture is that you speak English and Spanish. My culture is that you um, embrace everybody. And my dad taught me to lead in the language that you think somebody speaks. So if I think that somebody speaks Spanish, like when I talk to my neighbor, I always try and speak in Spanish. It's terrible, but I, you know, forge ahead. And so it just was really, um, all of these type of acts of violence are pretty rough, but um, that one, you know, especially being to me. So uh, my kids aren't little anymore, you know, like uh, my kids are grown and um, like I'm to the age now as a midwife that I'm the age of the parent. So I'm like the grandmother's age in the room now when I'm at birth and stuff, which is interesting. And the first time one of my clients here handed me her baby and she called me the um, muscle mord for uh, grandmother like a, a sweet name or whatever, but it was not the aunt, it was the grandmother name. And I was like, what is this? And then I did the math and I was like, oh shit, y'all. <laughs> I turned 49 last week. So yeah, here we are. I'm almost 50. This is what it looks like, 50 and pink hair and being fat and like in the humidity of Houston. So I look pretty good, but um, just a lot of feelings, you know? So anyway, Let's talk about that unless there's something else more pressing that's on your minds or on your hearts and we'll just go forward. I did want to say that the last one we shared um, on the post um, postpartum depression and adoption, like, and that like got so many people talking, people were sending me text messages and um, calling me, FaceTiming, crying, like that they had that same experience or they knew somebody who'd had that experience but didn't feel like they could talk about it or that they deserve to talk about it. So that was really big, y'all. That's really changing lives. Um, and you know, I have a similar uh, show, or not show, but interview series that I do called Choosers and also Elephant in the Womb. And so for Elephant in the Womb, which I just put down as Choosers was with Joe Lee. And she was one of the people who reached out to me saying that, you know, her adoption came through for her, or her, the foster for her kids. She went from IVF to foster to adoption and when she learned that she was gonna foster, she got two kids in two weeks, like so similar to what Martha shared. So um, just real intense. And um, and also having feelings of uh, emotions around it. So that's one thing. And then also in, in the choosers department, I talked with someone who, um, I was their abortion doula five years ago. And when I met her, she was like, like a friend of a friend or a partner of a friend that um, she chose um, to terminate the pregnancy because she wasn't gonna survive it emotionally and mental health wise. So that's really been shared a lot too. And that's kind of the focus I think of these types of things is choosers, like we're here to like support you whatever avenue you choose or whatever you got going on, we're here to help. And uh, no judgment, right? We're just here to listen. And even if your path is different from what my path would be, that doesn't matter, I'm here to support you where you're at. Um, I guess the last thing I wanna say is I'm gonna be on Whole Mother on uh, Friday or on Sunday. So I'm going to record it and I don't know exactly when it will be, but then we're going to talk about birth fair, which is something that happens here in Houston. Um, it's the first weekend in October and it's free event and um, it's worth coming to. So a lot of birth workers come and also folks who are interested in natural birth or ways to support their more traditional birth but, or like, let's say allopathic, but ways that they can make that journey more comfortable, both emotionally and physically, and then the adjustment period afterwards. So having said all that, back to safety and sending kids to school and um, as a parent navigating that now. 
you want to start, Kaylin? So it looks like Mama D is running around or something. Sure. Um, one of the girls I went to high school with um, was married to one of the victims of the Aurora shooting. Um, so, I mean, I didn't know him personally, but like, it's just like, I know people who did and it's just like, I'm that, I'm that next piece removed, you know, and it's, it, my husband used to work at that theater. And so it's, I feel like we're starting to reach this point where everyone is untouched in some way from some shooting somewhere. And it's hard not to be afraid. Like right now, there are two people who just escaped in my county. Um, two people. And so they're like chasing them down. They escaped this morning and they haven't been caught yet. So now I'm like, oh my God, like I have to like lock my doors and I need, you know, I live in the forest. Like, of course, you know, and like, do I arm myself or do I, you know, like it's, I live in the forest by myself right now, you know, with a two-year-old essentially, you know, and it's, it's just, it's scary. And then I drive so far to get my, um, my son to school that he's so far away from me because of our choice that I would, I'm so afraid that something happens and I am an hour away. Like I am not even close. I'm an hour away from my baby. Um, you know, and it's just, it's nerve wracking. It's something you can't ignore anymore. And I have so many teacher friends and one of my teacher friends posted that they now make bulletproof backpacks. Like it's actually a thing that's on sale is a bulletproof backpack and it just broke my heart because it's actually necessary you know that instead of trying to find a different solution they're like okay well at least the kids can carry this in and put it over themselves you know should something happen like it's just as a parent we're having to be the ones to think out of the box because we can't rely on anyone else to do anything to help us and that's the part that's really eating at me. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. So um, I was running around just now because I just saw my cat peeing in the damn box that's sitting in our dining room full of paperwork. What the? <laughs> He's never done that before, too. He's like my good cat. And all of a sudden, I see him crouching in there, and I was like, what? And I, uh, anyway, so that's going to be fun. Um, I just put the box outside. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> uh, my Cause, dad. Because cat pee, because cat pee, nothing ever gets cat pee out. It's nothing. I mean, I mean, I've, I've thrown out rugs. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, that's ruined. I, that's I've tried. Different. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's been peed on like five times now, and it's just not coming out. Because um, <laughs> I always tell you to eliminate the pee so the cat doesn't go back to it, to eliminate the smell. And it's just, I mean, I've tried lavender. I've tried so many things to try to get the cat to be away from it. Um, but they always go back to that same spot. So um, it's interesting what Kaylin was saying. One of my dad's friends at work, where he used to work, his daughter has a bulletproof backpack. His daughter has one, and he was talking to him about that, and it's really heavy. I mean, 
for a reason. But um, yeah, he said he feels safer with her carrying that to school and she's okay with it. I mean, she's older. She's like, I think she's in middle school or high school. But still, um, you know, when that whole uh, shooting happened in Australia at the, the mosque on Friday prayer, I remember taking my kid to school that next day and there was a, a police, and I think I talked to you guys about this in like in the Facebook chat, but there was a, a policeman at our, at that school that my daughter goes to daycare at and for, I guess, extra security, I'd never seen them there before. And so I, of course I was like, I sat in the parking lot, like crying after I dropped her off. Cause I, you know, you, you get scared cause you don't know what's going to happen. And I was almost like, you know, she doesn't have to go to school today. I'll just take her out. I'll just She can stay at home. It's fine. But then it's like, you don't want to live in fear. And, you know, I remember my husband was like, unsure about going to the mosque because he was like, you know, people, people will join in on that kind of thing sometimes. It's like, and it's kind of scary how it's always like one shooting after another. I mean, we have so many of them that are happening in the U.S. I mean, this year alone, so many are happening in schools, in stores. There was at, at Memorial, some idiot, like it was either last weekend or two weekends ago at Memorial City Mall they were in the cafeteria area of the mall and set off fireworks on top of the table. And everyone, of course, hears fireworks and thinks it's gunshots. And everyone was scrambling, screaming, and the cops went in. They said they were being called in for an active shooter. You know, that's like, that's close to home. I mean, yeah, there was some idiots pranking and thinking it was funny, but it's not anymore, you know, because that is our reality. And now you've got like, you know, I can just think about like us being in, in that mall or a son and his father being there. And now your child has this traumatic event, you know, that they're scared of, um, that could be tied into fireworks now. Um, so yeah, it sucks. I really do like, so the new school that A is going to, it's just around the corner from us. I walked there today because I accidentally locked ourselves out of the house. And so I didn't have my car keys or my house keys. So, um, but luckily it's just like two blocks. So I was like, well, I'll just walk her to school with the kids sweating like no other. Um, while my husband turned around to open the, the, uh, the house for me, but they have this, they have like two doors that are locked and you have to get through the first door. You have to ring a bell and then the office sees you and they're behind a glass door and you have to show them a photo ID and why you're there. And then they either let you into the office to sign in and to figure out what you want, basically, before they let you into the main doors of the school, which is really comforting because, you know, um, that extra security is, is something. Um, but I was also talking to one of my neighbors who is a assistant or a substitute teacher, and she was telling me that they go through like um, gun drills at the school and they do, she's in an elementary school and they'll shire, they'll fire like gunshots on the speaker and say active shooter and they'll have to do the drill. And she told me that one of the things that they do is they take all the kids and they go into the bathroom and they lock the door and they give all the kids suckers to keep them quiet. And I'm, I'm just like, what? First, I, me personally, I'm like, I would want to get that, those kids out because that makes me think of what happened at um, that elementary school and that shooter came in and just went into the room where all the kids were. And I think they, he killed 14 kids. 14 lives 
in that one room. So that scares me. I have no idea what my school's um, uh, active shooter routine is or what they do, which I should probably ask. Actually, now that I now that we're talking about it, I think I would feel better if I knew what would happen if that happened. But yeah, it is a sad reality. It is. It sucks. So. And that's another reason why, like, I feel like gun safety is really important. Just, like, having our kids know what a gun is and, and that it is not a toy. And, and we talked about those that, that one time I got upset about water guns at the school last year. Um, but, yeah, understanding that it's a serious, it can be a very serious issue. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Rowan. Well, I think that's a good point. You know, um, I was going to say that, tell Tiffany that we're here and we're talking about, um, we're talking about going, taking your kids to school and, and making decisions around that, especially with like active shooter type things and, um, and how my kids are old and it doesn't matter. But yeah, like I remember last year, you totally flipped out about the water guns and everybody was acting like it didn't matter or whatever, like it wasn't important or you know like minimizing your concerns so that's kind of what we're talking about tiff do you want to join in and uh say what's going on with you and jump in on where your feelings are around taking the kids to school hey y'all we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it getting back to our real talk after birth style in the meantime do you guys want to see little itzies yes always <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Say hi, everybody. Aww. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> Look at that. So cute. He's my dark baby. Baby. Oh, baby. Yeah, baby. 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 <laughs> what about Mary? Mary, do you have anything? That you want to? Oh, there's Tiffany. Oh. Hey. There's Tiffany. So cute. So cute. I delivered. Hi. Tiff or Mary, do you, do you want to say anything about taking your kids to school? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm learning a lot from y'all because I don't have kiddos that go to school, but um, I guess I can relate with Caitlin for sure, because I remember a couple of years ago, I was in a deli and um, overheard a commercial about uh, just bullying, uh, kids experiencing violence from bullying and how it was important that your bullied child come and get self-defense training but there was absolutely nothing said about the bullying child getting any kind of um, guidance on conflict resolution or peacekeeping or any of those type of things. And um, I guess it's on a smaller scale, but I feel like it's that same type of feeling like that. Uh, I don't know that the people being victimized are the ones that are having to kind of like take responsibility for the whole situation, which is frustrating. 
and um, it leaves the rest of us kind of, I don't know, lost trying to figure out how to properly handle everything. And um, but yeah, so I'm I'm actually I'm I'm here learning, to be honest. Um, but I remember when I heard that, I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is like this could be on a larger scale type of situation, and then we don't really have a way to go after that. Like, you know, how do we handle that moving forward? But, um, but yeah, sorry, I'm so sleepy looking. <laughs> I, I realize I'll have to have a better setup next time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, and it's scary too, because um, a lot of Texas gun laws are changing on September 1st. Um, that make them a little more accessible or a little more welcome in an open carry type of situation, which is, uh, it complicates things that we've already set up. Um, so I'm not really sure what they're gonna do going forward with that, at least here in the state. But, so that would be something worth, uh, I think, staying aware of being abreast of the situation. But that's me. That's all for me. I think Tiffany's back because we had asked, hi, <laughs> what was going on with her? Because you're not in Texas anymore, are you, Tiffany? No. No, we are in Maryland, Parkville, Maryland. We are still getting unpacked and situated in the house. Um, we picked up a packet for registering Lily to school. So, um, this is going to be, you know, a whole new world for me, for all of us. Um, I'm not exactly sure, like, what the topic was. Are we talking about, like, wor worries or bullies in school or just school time in general? Kicking our kids to school and, like, safety. Um, kind of a, we were, last week or last time we were kind of talking about, like, what happened at Walmart. Um, so, fears and... All that kind of good stuff with kids in public schools or private, yeah, or anywhere um, really in general. We, uh, Lily's aunt, my sister, wanted to buy her a backpack, and she got her name embroidered on the outside of it. And at first, I was like, "Oh, it's cute." I didn't think anything of it, but we're in a completely different state. We don't know anybody, um, you know, she's more willing to talk to people than Willow is. She's more friendly. So now I'm thinking we're probably going to put like a button over it. Um, that was something that I saw, like just going through Facebook, like, Hey, don't personalize your kid's stuff. And it's come to a point where, you know, we, ha we have to think about stuff like that. Um, and also like her taking the bus. That's gonna be like a whole nother, a whole nother thing. Thank you for putting on your underwear. Yes, now you, let's put on your dress. Step in. Um, so yeah, uh, all those things are like starting to come to head, like just in my thoughts and, uh, you know, just, having to go through all of this with my own daughter and you know I try to like oh well you know what was it like for me but that was 
25 years ago. So uh, times have definitely changed since then. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for her to get this new opportunity and to be able to finally go to school. She's been dreaming of that. Um, but I know that there's some other things to consider. Did any of y'all ride the bus when you were kids? Because I never rode the bus. Like, I was like, I lived within walking distance, so I would like walk like, must have been half a mile to school with my sister. I think we got dropped off when we walked home. That's what it was. And then as I got older, we walked to school. Yeah, that's what it was. I lived in Colorado, and we were just shy of a mile from school, so just shy of where the bus would pick us up. So I ended up walking every day, and my mom was like, okay, we'll only stick to the major roads and everything else. And, of course, all my friends took this back road, like this back shortcut by the elementary school that would go along the back of the houses, and then you'd end up right at the high school because you'd be cutting through like the, the track field or whatever and of course I ended up going that way because I was like but I remember being so scared that my mom was gonna be so mad at me for taking the wrong the wrong route and now I understand her fears but as a teenager I was like I am not walking an extra like 0.3 miles and taking an extra 20 minutes to walk to school because of that no um and I walked every day to school until I got a car. So, you know, um, but now, like, I know that my son would either have to ride a bus or I have to drive him. There is no walking to school for him. And I don't even know that if we lived close to a school that walking would be an option without me, you know. Um, and that sucks. That, like, he wouldn't be able to just walk across the street to school or you know walk two blocks to school um i took the bus but in elementary school i lived directly across the street from the parking lot so that was the back entrance to the school and i mean i remember you know we used to go to the playground and play behind the school in the woods all the time all summer and then once i got into school and was going to school, they said that my mom had to walk me because they had to make sure that I was safe getting there. And um, we did for, I think like kindergarten and first grade maybe. And then I started to have to ride the bus, which, you know, the way that the route went, I was the last stop. So I would have to be on the bus for an hour to get home, which was directly across the street from the school. So there were times when she would like walk to come and get me or, you know, I would get picked up and we would go somewhere else or I would just read a book for an hour on the bus. And um, I pretty much did that same routine until I was old enough to drive. Mama. So I always rode the bus, but I went to school overseas, um, and we, I always went to international schools, so it was almost always, like, Americans that were in the, in the school with me. Um, I specifically remember in Malaysia, uh, my first day of school, 
I was really nervous about like me not meeting anybody or having any friends. And my parents were like, there are going to be so many kids on the bus and you know, you can have fun. And I get on the bus and I'm like the first one. <laughs> and I was so pissed off at my parents <laughs> for telling me that they lied. I was so mad at them. They were like, you're you lying. I'll be like the first one on there. I'm the loser. <laughs> um, when I lived in Scotland, I lived, I think like probably 45 minutes away or an hour away from the international school that I went to and the bus would come pick us up. It was a, it was a, um, uh, like my mom had to drive us to a spot that was like probably 20 minutes out because we lived in the countryside. Our house had a name y'all. We were that cool. Um, but the bus that came picked us up was a charter bus and it had like those tables like in the bus and everything like you were traveling or something. So it was pretty cool. And, uh, uh, and then when I went to school here in the U S I had, I rode the bus until I could drive. Um, and then I drove to school, but we were actually, we were just talking about it at the dinner table this weekend. My dad was saying how, and headed and was saying headed. So he grew up in New York and Jersey and he said they would walk to school. And, you know, but he had his brother who was like a year older than him and all his cousins, they were all like around the same age. They would all walk to school and it was like a two mile walk. And then my dad was saying too, like his, he used to walk to school when he was a kid and it was like a, just under a mile walk. Um, and today, I don't think I would ever let A walk to the school. Even if it's really close, I'd probably still walk her up to the street and watch her. <laughs> you know, we'll go to the school, watch her go, go over there. Um, just because yeah, kids get snatched all the time. And so I was actually talking to my girlfriend in Singapore, um, who used to live here, but she moved back to Singapore and she, we were talking about, you know, school security and whatnot. And she was saying that her son at their school, because child abduction is so high that you have to go into the school to pick the child up. And it can only be like, you know, certain people like that are registered in the beginning. So it's like her, her parents, and I think her, her brother-in-law and her husband, obviously. Um, but they have to take a picture with that child when they leave. And so that's recorded. And then it's also sent to her, the mom. Um, so they're always taking pictures. So they know who is taking the child out and everything, I guess, for extra security. She was saying that she uses it to make sure that she doesn't wear the same outfit twice in a week just to work. I was like, that's hilarious. But anyways, um, so yeah, it is a little different wait, wait, over wait, there. Let me ask a question here. So so abducting children is a big thing in Singapore? Like, I I don't know much about that. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, I guess it's it's like um, child traffic trafficking. Uh, is that proper term for it? Um, yeah, Asia is a huge, you know, area for sex trafficking. So that doesn't exclude Singapore, even though Singapore has a lot of, you know, really um, strict laws. They're a lot stricter with a lot of things and uh, implementing those laws. And it's a smaller country. It's like an island. So it's a lot easier to keep tabs on everything. But um, yeah, you know, I guess it is big out there. Y'all burn it down. Okay. Well, so we've talked about feelings and safety and concerns, and I thought one thing that was interesting with the um, the shooting that happened close to us here, the um, guy who had been rebuffed and then down in Santa Fe, who 
shot the woman that had rebuffed him and then took out a bunch of other high schoolers, their response is like, well, let's let us all open carry in the high school. Like, not just have, and, and there was some pushback about how it wasn't getting nationally supported or even publicized that, you know, the kids from Santa Fe want them all to wear guns. And so I played this out in my head. So guy comes and shoots a woman that has rebuffed him that he's been actively hassling um, for a long time. So he shoots her and then maybe she shoots him and kills him. Okay. And then is she going to be prosecuted? Just like the woman who, you know, is it, because in my opinion, women don't always get a fair shake on stuff, right? When it comes to this stuff. So is it going to be like, well, you shot a man now, like you have to go to, for protecting, you know, like how would that play out? Um, did I ever think that that would be fair or that that one woman would be even more protected because she had a firearm? And the answer is, I don't know, um, possibly, but would the aftermath of that with the legal system, would that be any help to her? I don't, I don't know. Had any of you guys ever heard that from the Santa Fe group, Santa Fe kids? No, I haven't heard anything like that, but Mary talking about the new gun laws in Texas, those, I don't, I guess I haven't researched them enough. And so knowing all of the gun laws in your own state, let alone the country, is apparently going to be even more imperative and it's just a part of your next research project so that you understand how, what your kids are going to be facing. Because I would be so upset if I was sending my kid to the Santa Fe school knowing that it's all of a sudden an open carry campus and I didn't do any research to be like hey let's go get you like some training on firearms because I'm not against firearms but I certainly would not just be handing my kid any kind of open carry weapon without any training you know and so I guess that's just it is like I don't know what the parameters are for that kind of open carry and if it's starting to happen more and more in Texas that the open carry laws are going to be relaxed. I don't know what the, the rules are. I, you know, I don't know what the rules are. The laws are the, the level of training someone's required to have, or if they're just allowed to go to the gun show, pick something up and everyone assumes that because you bought it, you know how to use it. You know, which I very much see as a hardware store issue. <laughs> Like, people buy a drill all the time. Doesn't mean they know how to use it properly, you know? Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Mary gave me a new research project. So I know, I mean, this was obviously, like, over 10 years ago. <laughs> God, I'm that old. <laughs> so, um, not as old as Rowan, though. <laughs> Which kind of surprised me, because I was like, yeah. She's like only four years younger than my mom. What? That's like cray cray. <laughs> and Rowan knows more than my mom does because of this show. <laughs> um, but I remember over 10 years ago when um, my dad bought me my first rifle because uh, we, we go hunting. And um, when I was 18, I had to take a gun safety class because I had a rifle under my name. So I don't know what it is now. Um, I don't know what it is for handguns. I do know before that if you carried uh, if you did have a gun on you you had to have a license obviously for um for that to carry it around uh but not everyone takes gets a license i know head and i talked about having a gun because 
like, oh, I want a gun for the house for safety. And I was like, hail to the no, even though I have guns for hunting, I'm not okay with having a handgun for safety. Um, studies show that um, having a gun in a situation, nine times out of 10, you know, someone gets hurt. So, and when it comes to like protecting your house, I mean, I think you can easily do that with bright lights, shouting, you know, saying I'm going to call the police or whatever. It's not like they're going to come in unless they're, unless they're specifically coming in to murder you. Um, but a thief is not coming in looking to get killed or a large dog. Yes. And we've talked about that too. I was like, I'd rather get a dog than um, have a, a gun in the house. Um, but that's not going to happen until the kids can walk the dog. Cause that's like another child and I'm not about that. The cats can take care of themselves unless they pee in a box like just now, but, um, <laughs> for a dog, I need, I need the girls to be able to take him for walks and clean up his poop in the backyard. Um, but there is a really good NPR, uh, gosh, what is it called? The segment I'll post it. Um, but they did a segment on guns and like, you know, the, the percentage of the outcomes on of it. And I think like the overall thing that I got from it was that whether you have guns in society or you don't have guns, it doesn't make a difference in the criminal, um, the crime rate, but guns in certain situations do make a difference such as they were saying like um, households that have guns women in those households are more, most, more likely to be abused, like some crazy high percentage on that. Um, and obviously if you have a gun in a situation, they were just saying like nine times out of 10, someone's going to get hurt compared to like someone with a bat or a knife. Um, anyways, I'll try to find that NPR study case and send it to you guys. So Mary, do you know what the new laws are that are coming? Um, <clears throat> I don't know exactly. Uh, I know that they have to do with, um, it's going to be, if there's an emergency or something, you can go 48 hours with open carry without having to show a license. Um, and then I think that there's no longer a cap on how many guns can be in a school situation. Like, um, but it wouldn't be students carrying, it would be faculty. Um, so I guess they're taking the cap away on how many adults in the space can carry. Um, but other than that, I'm not sure. So, uh, I just read those today, this morning, cause they've been coming through on my Facebook for people to be aware of, but, um, but yeah, so I, I don't want to speak to things I'm not totally sure. Of. <laughs> so that's what I got. That's what I got. I want to mention too here that the, you know, the, women who get who are in abusive situations with gun holders you know the gun holder the fact that that person has guns might be more about them than the gun facilitating that right kind of like um i heard this study a long time ago well like, i don't know eight years ago or something how women who play sports in high school are less likely to get pregnant and i was like huh let's think about a flaw that might be in this study you know because the assumption, right, is that all these women who are playing sports were, I don't know, heterosexual. So, you know, like, so it's some of that, like, so maybe the, 
and I, and I think I'm saying what we're all kind of thinking too that the fact that a gun's involved or that a person has a gun and is, a, is in an abusive relationship with a dude who has a gun is um, you know that might be just a sign more than the cause and you know I don't know what the answer is you know it'd be interesting if Santa Fe High School pushed it through and like okay sure you want to bring a gun to school or maybe it concealed or whatever you can carry on campus but you have to take a gun safety course all right everybody as a freshman we're taking a gun safety course you know and maybe that would be a thing and then uh, if you want to have a gun on campus fine and if you want to send your kid to a school that has a gun on campus fine but everybody takes freshman year this gun class and if you don't take the gun class or you fail the gun class you don't get your gun or whatever and then what are the repercussions if you shoot somebody or use it for self-defense you know like a whole comprehension on that and I don't know um and I'm not a super pro-gun person myself I don't own one I haven't been around them much even though my dad's a West Point grad I'm not like really I don't feel the need to have a gun I thought about getting um like if I started traveling or something um I might do that but um, like in the airstream or something like that but anyway i'm not super pro-gun but i am pro to talking about a lot of different things and i will say that i think there's certain um firing capabilities of certain guns that maybe don't need to be in the public sector so that's what i'm thinking what do you got mama d uh, i was oh. just i was waving bye to tiffany oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so what a bummer we didn't get to say more to her and um I'm just glad she can join us at school. All right, well, any more gun thoughts or school thoughts before we decide what we're gonna do next time? This is probably a discussion for later, but um, trying to figure out social media for my kids. Because um, so far we have been the abstain. Like I don't post pictures of my kids online. Um, but like, I know it's coming, right? Because, but it, you know, and then there's apps to like track your kids and then there's apps to Sorry, my toddler ripped the headphones from my ears. Um, and then, so anyway, I'm trying to decide what to do as far as that goes because I know that he's eventually going to want a social media account or to start posting certain things or Atlas Orion enough. Um, and I don't like sharing a lot about of our personal information anywhere as I share my son's personal name. Um, so I don't know, there's, there's that aspect of like amenity that like our kids don't even get anymore because so many of us just share so much about our kids in general I don't know it all makes me really nervous and it's like I can't even keep up because I don't know where the technology is going to be in the next two years let alone the next five years when he'll actually be considering you know child when he'll be considering wanting social media or doing something with those things or etc anyway my child's out of control All righty. Well, we'll put that up for the topic for next time. That's a good one. Thanks for thinking of it. I had never thought of that before. All right. Look at Mama D looking at that baby. It's making my ovaries want to do a comeback. <laughs> that and Lenny Kravitz and 
for sure Keanu Reeves. Those are the things. And I'm like, yeah, Keanu Reeves. Oh, hello. Yes, they're the ovaries. Okay. Yeah, that's the other thing about being 49, menopause. We can talk about that one day because um, that was a big deal. Okay. Well, everybody, anything else going on in the next two weeks that we want to, that you need space or love or devotion on, we can be looking out for you for? It's okay if the answer is no. I just want to throw it out there. I got my first uh, childbirth education class happening this weekend. So popping back in there, I'm like, woo, woo. But I split it up into two days. Normally I do it in one, but I have it split up into two to little, be a little more easier on the separation babe anxiety. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. You're going to be good, right? You've been great. Yeah, Caitlin, you got anything? I was going to go work on some vines. So, got some vines to work on. By the way, I gave all those colors because they didn't pick colors. And so, I was okay. like, okay, this is great. I get pick colors. So, hopefully, you awesome. can have fun with them. You got it. I love this, that we're all, like, entrepreneurs, too. Good. Good. All right. Well, next time, we'll do the social media and your kids planning that out. Nick and baby and uh we'll go from there all right everybody we'll unmute yourselves and we'll tell each other that we love each other because we do and uh i'll see you guys in two weeks love you guys love, love you guys, you guys. Bye. Bye. Say bye. all righty my loves that's a wrap we'll see you in two weeks don't forget to grab those headphones if you need a text reminder you can go to preggers dot rocks www.preggers.rocks or preggerscanbechoosers.com and there's a text reminder that you can sign up for we're also on facebook at preggers can be choosers there's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there and we also have a group dedicated on facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners that's the podcast afterbirth group so we'll hope to connect with you soon and don't forget we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks. Oh, thank you.